Happy Friday, everybody. I'm back. Did you miss me? <laughs> Sorry that there hasn't been a podcast in the last couple of weeks, but I have been out of the country. I will touch on that in a moment. I've been on vacation. Uh, but I am back now, and it's Friday. It's Friday, January 31st, the last Friday of January. 2020, and as always, if you're listening to this, that means you made it through another week, and margaritas are in order. Fire them up this week, because we got a Super Bowl on Sunday, and I will touch on that momentarily. But before I do uh, uh, any of that, let's get into today's birthdays, today's song of the day, and my weekly reminders, and then we'll get into the NFL and the stories of the week. Uh, Happy birthday to Eddie Cantor, Jackie Robinson, Norman Mailer, Mr. Cub himself, Ernie Banks, Nolan Ryan, and Johnny Rotten of the Sex Pistols. In honor of Johnny's birthday, today's song of the day is going to be Anarchy in the UK. Real quick note on that, on that birthday list. Look at, look at the baseball royalty that was born on this day. Jackie Robinson, the man who broke the color barrier. Mr. Cub himself, Ernie Banks. And quite possibly the greatest pitcher of all time, Nolan Ryan. That is a, that's a hell of a birthday royalty list to all be born on the same day. Anyway, three real quick mar- reminders that I give everybody who's finding me for the first time. Reminder number one, this is an amateur podcast. It's not done in a professional studio. You will hear background noises. It's kind of meant to be that way. It's kind of meant to be like you and I sitting on the deck shooting the shit. Reminder number two, I have music at various points throughout each episode that you can't hear if you're not listening on an Anchor platform. So if you're on your computer, go to anchor.fm. If you're on your smartphone or tablet, download the free Anchor app. You'll get my podcast as it was intended, along with hundreds of other podcasts, and it's all free. And lastly, if you have a moment, swing by the website, tompowelljr.com. That's tompowelljr.com. Where you'll find anything you want to know about me, you'll be able to see all of the latest pictures from my latest vacation, and uh, more importantly, you're going to find the link as to where you can buy my first book entitled A Grateful Life, The Life Story of a Husband, Father, and Taco-Loving Deadhead. So, now that we've gone through all of that, let's briefly, very, very, very briefly, touch on the Super Bowl before we get into the stories of the week. So uh, cue up that football music. So the Super Bowl boils down to the Kansas City Chiefs and the San Francisco 49ers. A couple of observations. Uh, Right off the bat, obviously I'd rather have my team, as anybody who listens to this podcast for any amount of time knows, I'm a Colts fan. I'd rather have my team in the Super Bowl, but if my team can't be in the Super Bowl, there are a number of teams that I wouldn't mind seeing win one, or coaches, or players who I wouldn't mind seeing win one, and then there are teams that I just really would not want to see in there, and thankfully, none of the teams that I didn't want to see in there made it, uh, primarily of which would be, uh, primary of which would be the New England Patriots. Uh, so the the simple fact that they're not in it is going to make it an enjoyable Super Bowl. Uh, I did not watch one second of last year's uh, Super Bowl because I didn't feel like either team earned their way in. Uh, so uh, this this matchup I don't mind. 
Uh, I like the coach out in San Francisco. I like the whole organization. I think they're doing good. There's an added bonus because I really don't like the Chicago Bears. So, uh, you know, if, if it comes down to Robbie Gold of the San Francisco 49ers knocking through a, a Super Bowl winning kick, it'll be an added bonus that it'll piss off all the Bears fans. Uh, as far as the Kansas City Chiefs go, uh, you know, no particular love for Mahomes, just I, I wouldn't mind seeing Andy Reid finally get a Super Bowl victory. I think he's a, a great coach. He's certainly proven it through the years. The only thing missing is a ring. He's done everything else you need to do. So I don't mind this matchup at all. Having said that, i got to pick the matchup. And I don't have any favorites, and I don't have a, a dog in the race. So the way I see it is this. This is going to come down to whether or not Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid's play calling can overcome the San Francisco 49ers defense. Because as long as the game is close or the 49ers are ahead, we know what the San Francisco offensive game plan is going to be, and we know they're going to be successful at it. They're going to hand the ball off 742 times, and they're going to throw eight over-the-middle routes to their tight end, and they're, they're going to score just enough to outlast the other team. But if Mahomes and that Kansas City offense can overcome that, that San Francisco defense, then I don't think the San Francisco 49ers offense has enough to keep up with them in a shootout. So do I think the Kansas City offense is going to prevail, or will the San Francisco 49ers defense step up to the plate? I, despite the fact that San Francisco has a phenomenal defense and a, a phenomenal defensive coordinator, I think Mahomes and Reed's play calling is going to be just too much for them. They're going to get out, out to a lead, and San Francisco is not going to be able to keep up with that lead. That's what I think. I could see it going the other way. But my official pick is going to be the Kansas City Chiefs are going to beat the San Francisco 49ers to win this year's Super Bowl. And Andy Reid is finally going to get his ring. So we'll see how it plays out on Sunday. At least I get to watch the Super Bowl this year. <laughs> Anywho, what's been going on this week? Well, as I mentioned, we just got back from vacation. When I say we, I mean my wife and I. Uh, this time of year is when we go down to Jamaica, to the Sandals Resort in Ocho Rios, Jamaica. Uh, went back over the past 10 days, or over the past couple of weeks. We spent a total of 10 days there. And uh, we had a couple of rainouts. Overall, the vacation was very good. We enjoyed it. It would have been, uh, in my opinion, a devastatingly dismal vacation had we gone for the same amount of time as last year and experienced the number of rain days that we did. I think it would have made for a really bad vacation. I think the fact that we stretched it out to the 10 days, uh, it, it, it had the ability to absorb those rain days and really not be detrimental in any way, shape, or form to the, to the overall vacation. Uh, it'll be interesting to actually be down there for a full 10 days where we have sun and shit to do every day and we don't get bogged down by that dreary weather. So uh, looking forward to next year, big time, 
to see if the 10-day vacation time slot with full sunshine is actually a little bit better. Which I know it's going to be better, but you know what? It, 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 does, it, does it land just right? Is it too much? I don't think it's going to be too much. We just got to find the right balance of shit to do over the course of 10 days. And this one was kind of a trial run. And like I said, we had, we had a little bit of rain. But, you know, it was a typical vacation. We had good food. We had good weed. We had good swimming. We had good weed. We met some good company. We had some good weed. Did I mention that we had good weed? It's nowhere near what we have here in the States. Just so that everybody knows about what to expect if you're going to go on a trip to Jamaica. It's, uh, it's quality ganj, uh, but it's not, it's not blowing your socks off. Um, up here, we, we, we have taken the scientific research in the marijuana into the stratosphere. Uh, what you're smoking down there is growing on the mountainside. It's, once again, still quality. Just not what we have here. We, we, we have shit here. I can go out this afternoon and get you some shit that'll uh, melt your hair follicles. I mean, it, really quality shit. It's a little bit more uh, granola down on the island. It just yeah, We're going we're gonna to take care of it. We're going to grow it right. We're going to care for it. We're going to love it. We're going to produce a nice bud. But it's not, you know... There are no really weird strain names and stuff that you can smell from across the room. That kind of shit. Uh, but it was good. It was quality. So we had fun. Looking forward to it again. Uh, we have Mexico coming up in August. I'm waiting to hear back from our, our travel agent now so that we can get that booked and start paying that one down. We're going to Mexico in August. Maybe, maybe the wife and I can get to New Orleans in October. We'll see. Maybe. Uh, we're already booked to go back to J- to Jamaica next January. And I think we're going to try and look at uh, Costa Rica. For, or at least I'm going to try and look at Costa Rica. I've already reached out to the travel agent about that. For the summer of 2021. And we'll just see how all this goes, you know. Uh, but speaking of good weed, uh, one of the local stories back here in the States that occurred over the course of the past week involves marijuana and a marijuana court case, in fact, out of, uh, Tennessee. I don't know if you guys had an opportunity to see this story, but in Lebanon, Tennessee, a gentleman by the name of Spencer Bolton was appearing in court on a possession charge. He got popped with some weed on him, and he had to appear in court, and that's what he was doing. The the cameras in the courtroom caught this entire incident. So he's standing at his, you know, the little podium they make you go up and stand at. For anybody who's had the honor of going in and having to defend yourself in a court of law, you go up to that little podium. You have a little bit of interaction with the judge, and then as you're the judge is writing stuff down in notes and things are going between your podium and the bench via the bailiff. At one point in time, the bailiff takes something from him, takes it to the bench, 
hands it to the judge. The judge is looking down and writing at it. The bailiff is looking at him. And the court clerk is looking at the judge because they're all, like, writing something having to do with this court case. And while that's all going on, Spencer reaches into his pants, pant pocket, pulls out a joint and a book of matches, throws the joint in his mouth, hits the match on the first strike, and lights it up and says, you know, takes a big drag and says, marijuana shouldn't be illegal to begin with. And everybody in the courtroom is just like, did this two just fucking blaze up? in court, in front of a judge, and he's here on another marijuana charge. You, listen, if you know anything about me, you know I'm a huge advocate of legalized marijuana. You know I am a consumer of marijuana. And I agree with every single thing this guy has to say on the subject. <clears throat> and while I applaud him for having fucking beach ball sized nuts to light up in front of a judge in a courtroom uh, you still got to expect what's coming next and that's you getting thrown into a set of handcuffs and being thrown back into the pokey to await your next court appearance on another marijuana charge I mean yeah you're right but it's going to elicit a certain response my man I, do you. By all means, do you. Uh, I, I think I might wear some gear promoting legalized marijuana into my court hearing. Explain to the judge how marijuana shouldn't even be illegal and throw out some health benefits, throw out some statistics, all of that good jazz. I don't see myself lighting up a doob in front of the judge for any reason, let alone uh, being there for another marijuana case. Once again, not all heroes wear capes, right? I salute you, young man. But uh, yeah, think it through next time. Think it through. That's all I'm saying. We got your back, Spencer. We got your back. I mean, maybe that's a case, like, you know, some people say, you know, you can have too much weed. Personally, what I've discovered from a, from a personal viewpoint is that that's a false statement. You can never have too much weed. And I have conducted literally thousands of human trials of which I was personally involved. I wore a lab coat. For some reason, I had a rectal thermometer in my pocket. I'm just busting shops now. What I'm saying is You can't have too much weight. But if it were the case that you could have too much weight, this could be an end result. That you felt it a wise move to spark up a doob in front of a judge who was hearing your case on marijuana possession. Then again, there are many examples of what could be the end result of somebody having too much weed if that were a real thing. Uh, Take in point the latest online social media challenge. Now, we've had a bunch of these, right? We've had them for different reasons. Some of them have been for good causes. We have the ice bucket challenge, right? Then you have stupid challenges like the, uh, what was it called? The, uh, The Kiki challenge where people were getting out of their cars while it was moving to dance to a song. 
That was a stupid challenge, right? You have all kinds of weird challenges that are usually brought on by what are called influencers. Now, for those of you who are unfamiliar with the term influencer when it comes to social media sites, uh, what an influencer is, and they're predominantly found on Instagram, but they are found on other social media platforms as well. But what an influencer basically is, is uh, uh, somebody who has um, no particular skill set, no particular abilities whatsoever, no talent, so to speak, uh, or to write home about. Uh, But for whatever reason, uh, they either uh, are hot enough that people want to look at everything they do, or stupid enough that people can't look away from the things they do, And as a result, they get quite a bit of people to follow them on social media, uh, retweet or repost or recycle their their content. They get a lot of hits and views, right? And then as a result, social media pays them and advertisers want to advertise on their sites because they get a lot of hits. But they got the hits not because they had any actual talent or skill set. They're just idiots on social media, or it's the the hot couple that that people want to look at because, you know, he's got abs you can wash clothes on, and she's got tits you can land a helicopter on, right? (coughs) Excuse me. (coughs) Anywho, when these influencers take the social media, they begin to do stupid shit that other people then imitate in the form of the latest online social media challenge. And these challenges have gotten to the point where it seems like we're challenging each other to find out which of us are the dumbest sons of bitches among us. And this particular new challenge is is no different. This one actually did not originate on Instagram. This one originated on TikTok which is that website or that app that you, uh, you and your friends make stupid videos to over the course of a few seconds, uh, and, and you can dub in music or soundtracks or lines from movies or videos or whatever the case may be. This challenge is really beyond grotesque. <laughs> I, I don't get why people do some of this shit. You've seen, once again, these, you've seen all of these challenges. I'm sure you have. The people that have been licking the ice cream in the store and then putting it back. Uh, I think Tide Pod started, eating started as one of these challenges. Snorting condoms through your nose. Uh, just it, really, really stupid, stupid shit. Now, what this person on TikTok has done that everybody's trying to imitate is you have to eat cereal, cereal and milk, like you would out of a bowl, but you're, you have to eat it out of your friend's mouth. I, I shit you not. That's what kids are doing on TikTok and Instagram. And sometimes on Facebook. In order to be the next one to get 
thousands of hits because somebody watched you do it. So your friend lays down on the table or on the floor on their back and opens their mouth. You pour cereal and milk into their mouth. They hold it there and you eat it out of there with a spoon. That's the whole challenge. That is what is generating thousands of hits on social media and people can't get enough of it. It is that level of stupidity that is the downfall of civilization, civilization, ladies and gentlemen. What purpose is there in that? I mean, you come across one of these videos and you watch it and you're like, you're, you're, you're somewhat grossly entertained, right? But really, honestly, you're eating cereal out of your friend's mouth. Are we fucking devolving to birds? It's unbelievable. I tell you every week, well, not on the weeks I'm on vacation, but every week that we can't get dumber as a society, and every fucking week, society says, hold my beer. I hope to God I never find any of my, fr- my, my children, uh, my friends as well, but my children doing any of these online challenges. This is some of the stupidest shit ever. Now, to give you another glimpse into the level of insanity of humankind and society as a whole, I have a story for you out of New York. And to be honest with you, I can't quite make out if this one is insanity, stupidity, or pure genius. The gentleman involved in the next story, um, when you hear it, you're going to be like, dude, really? Are, are Are you fucking serious? But if you think about it for a minute, as stupid as it is, he may have one of the biggest companies in the world by the balls, so to speak, on a legal technicality. It's a stupid legal technicality, but if he's doing it for genius reasons, uh, I got to give him style points. If he's being serious with what he's saying, then I have to wonder who, what kind of person he is. So let me tell you what I'm talking about here. Out of New York... We have a gentleman by the name of... I'm going to fucking butcher this name. I'm going to fucking butcher it. Yaroslav Suris. Y-A-R-O-S-L-A-V. Last name S-U-R-I-S. <clears throat> Suris. Yaroslav. Yaros. Yaro. We're going to call him Slav. So what Slav... Sorry. I can't just keep saying Yaroslav. I can't even say it now. Slav, okay? What Slav is doing is he is suing the porn website Pornhub. It's, he's suing them for an undisclosed amount of money. 
and part of the conditions is he wants compensation and he wants them to begin applying or uh, complying with the ADA, the Americans with Disabilities Act. Hang on a minute. I know the wheels are turning. And he's suing them because Slav is deaf and they don't have subtitles on Pornhub. So he is suing them because the lack of subtitles on his porn videos means he can't enjoy the content fully. (coughs) Ladies and gentlemen, I'm surprised it took this long, but I present you with the online porn version of... I read it for the articles. <laughs> he can't enjoy the content because he can't hear it. Once again, if he's being serious with that, I got to look at him and go, what? what? No, really? What? But if he's doing it because he looked at it and went, you know what? I can enjoy the hell out of this content, but these fuckers aren't complying with the ADA, and I can get some money out of them. And he's being uh, somewhat of an evil genius about it. You know, I still got to look at him and go, you really want your name associated with that? But I guess go get him, Slav. I shit you not, when you read the, the story about this, he actually starts mentioning various porn titles that he can't enjoy. And a couple of them are, I, I just pulled a couple of them off the top. Sexy cop gets witness to talk. I guess he's pissed because he didn't hear the confession. Oh. And hot step aunt babysits disobedient nephew. Slav, something tells me that the dialogue isn't what you're tuning in for, my man. Now listen, maybe it's the moaning and groaning, but you know, uh, how do you want them to subtitle it? You know there's moaning and groaning, right? So it really leads you back to the dialogue. What kind of dialogue are, are you looking to get out of hot step aunt babysits disobedient nephew? I mean, you think they're fucking submitting this thing for a Cannes Film Festival award? It's porn. Watch the dude drill the lady, do what you gotta do, move on with your day. Fucking dude is suing Pornhub over subtitles. That's awesome. It's glorious. Unbelievable what we have come to as a society. Suing a porn website over subtitles. Jesus Christ, you can sue anybody for fucking anything in this country. I can't enjoy my porn because you ain't got no subtitles on there. The fuck are you talking about? 
I, I could never, ever, obviously for a multitude of reasons, but even if I had the ability to, I could never be a federal judge. Because that would be my response. I would literally go, the fuck are you talking about, man? Did you honestly just walk into my courtroom and say you can't enjoy porn because there's no subtitles? The fuck out of here. Next. Case dismissed. But that's what he's suing. He's suing for an undisclosed amount of money and to get Pornhub to comply with the Americans with Disabilities Act. I mean, don't you think that they should at least be given a pat on the back, Slav, considering all of the all of the disabled porn that probably exists on there? Dude, I'll bet you can find deaf porn on Pornhub. <laughs> oh, oh, the irony. Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh. But we have to move on. As absolutely awesome as Slav is, we got a couple of Florida man stories that we got to talk about. And you knew how I love me some Florida man stories. Because there are certain things that happen in this world that can only happen in the state of Florida. Now, Slav could have very easily been a Floridian uh, trying to sue, and I would not have been the least bit surprised. But the two Florida men story do not have to do with, with porn or lawsuits of any kind, necessarily. Uh, but both of them, oddly enough, have to do with animals. And we're going to go ahead and start with a 61-year-old man named Thomas Devaney Lane. Apparently he was going around to a couple of Starbucks and uh, convenience stores down in Florida and, and harassing people up until the point where the cops got, uh, got called and he had to be arrested. But where the Florida comes in, where the awesome part of the story comes in, where, where you go, you, you read it and you go, yeah, that's, that had to be Florida, right? You go, yeah, that was Florida. Is he wasn't necessarily, you know, like he wasn't breaking stuff. He wasn't swearing at people. He wasn't naked, foaming at the mouth. He was going around telling people that he was going to take over the planet. And he was going to do so when he returned later with his army of space turtles. His army of space turtles were going to be unleashed on the state of Florida. And that's where the invasion of the world was going to take place. It was going to begin in Florida with his space turtles. And he was going to take over the whole world. And I got to be honest with you. I kind of want to see that. I don't want to see him take over the world. What I want to see is I want to see the great space Turtle War of 2020. I mean, we've had some fucked up shit so far in 2020. 2020 is 31 days old 
And I'll bet there have been more fucked up stories in those first 31 days of this year than you can find in another 31 day span in your lifetime. There have been some, there's been some shit going on. And Mr. Blaine is going to solve it all by making us all subservient to his space turtle army. I, I, I want to see that war. Let's do it. Let's crank it up. Let's see how fucking crazy we can get. Let him out of jail right now. Tell him to go get his space turtles. We're going to lock and load. Let's see how it works out. Tell me you're not filming that. But at least his space turtle war is only theoretic in its current conception. What's real is something that happened with the weather in Florida that caused one of the most bizarre accidents I've ever read about in my entire life. Now, we felt a little bit of this weather when we were in Jamaica. While we were down there, apparently the the, the jet stream buckled hard over North America and it pushed winter deep, deep south. And as a result, we got all that... that this, disturbed weather we, we we got all that rain down in jamaica but in florida while we were away uh at one point in time it got down to i believe 35 or 36 degrees overnight in orlando florida and they had a hell of a cold snap by florida standards now apparently one of the results of that cold snap was an adverse effect on some of the wildlife in the area. Florida's known for having a shit ton of iguanas. And the iguanas were freezing, but uh, almost like a cryogenic freeze. They weren't dying, but they were freezing. And they were falling out of trees randomly. Just fucking falling iguanas everywhere. This is where my wife goes, I'm not fucking participating, but I was in a band called Falling Iguanas. Tribute to R.E.M. Anywho, Falling Iguanas all over the state of Florida, right? South Florida specifically. And there was a gentleman, uh, he was an immigrant, a Central American immigrant. He was living down in the Keys. He was in Key Biscayne. And apparently... uh, He's he's one of these dudes that likes to, to eat iguana. That's some good eating. A lot of protein in there. So when he saw an opportunity, he seized on it. Food is literally falling from the sky. So he went out on the island and gathered up as many frozen iguanas as he could. The fact that I'm talking about frozen iguanas just cracks me up. Anyway, this Central American dude gathered up all the frozen iguanas he could, loaded them up into his car, <clears throat> and was fixing to have himself one hell of a barbecue. You know what I mean? He was like, he was, oh, it's good times. I'm going home, I'm going to eat some iguana, doing that happy dance. Woo! Yeah, get some tonight. Well, no shit. You can't make it up. Once again, I told you. 
that there are certain things that happen in our world that can only happen in the state of Florida. And this is prime example. What happens after he loads up his car with all of these frozen iguanas? Well, they get inside the warmer car. Uh Starting to put it together. They start reanimating. Oh, hey, wait a minute. We can move again. We're not frozen because it's 35 degrees outside. And now, dude's whipping down the road in a car full of reanimated, live, disoriented, slightly salty, ever so pissed off iguanas. And he freaks out because now he's got a swarm of iguanas up in his shit while operating a motor vehicle, and he wipes out and causes an accident on the road. And that can only happen in the state of Florida. It can only happen down there. But can you imagine if we had the Key Biscayne dude gather up all of his frozen iguanas and use them as backup to Mr. Lane's space turtle army, well, then we could be in a world of hurt, ladies and gentlemen. We might be fucked. We might be SOL. We could all end up being under the dominion of the Florida man, or men in this case. Florida. Listen, I was trying to take it easy on my first podcast back from vacation. I was like, we'll just take it easy, do a few stories, talk about the Super Bowl, and yeah, boom, wrap it up. And I'm still going to be short here. I'm looking at the clock. I'm, I'm clocking in right now at 35 minutes on this segment. It's considerably shorter. I had much less football to talk about. But I'm still fucking beat from the traveling and... uh how can you be beat? You were on vacation. Swim every day. Every fucking, even in the rain. Swimming, 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 swimming. So I'm, I'm still dragging ass. And I was just going to take it easy. And then Florida man comes through with space turtle army and frozen falling iguanas. I mean, that's a twofer. Just served right up on a platter. God damn I almost want a timeshare in Florida. I'm being serious. Get me down into that swamp so I can witness some of this shit firsthand because it's got to be a podcaster's dream. I have not been doing this shit very long, and I'm not very professional. Hell, I don't even still know what the fuck I'm doing. But I do know a good story when I see one. And Florida's chock full of them. So, boys and girls, what did we learn this week? We learned that the Chiefs are going to beat the 49ers. We learned that I had a good vacation and you didn't, and that's going to piss you off, and I apologize. We learned that stupid people are doing stupid things on social media, and that's no different than any other day of the week. We learned that, apparently, you need to actually hear the content of the porn video if you're going to enjoy it. And we learned that nothing... Absolutely nothing 
beats a duo of Florida men with their army of space turtles and their truckloads of frozen falling iguanas. And on that note, I am going to call it a weekend and regenerate. Enjoy the Super Bowl. We'll touch on it briefly next week. And then we're going to get into the full-blown 2020 uh, podcast season. We're going to talk a little, about, a little bit more about my run for the presidency on the Peace, Love, and Tacos ticket. And uh, we're going to start gearing up for summer in North America, folks. That's all I got for you this week. As always, stay grateful and enjoy a little bit of the Friday song.